0: This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 100.
1: 100. Wow. 100.
0: <laughs> 100 <laughs> episodes. I am your host Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host Adam Bell.
1: Here I am for the 100th time, Peter. <laughs>
0: Holy cow. That is and and that is too, we we actually haven't undone any episodes without both of us on here, right? Never. I thought we were going to like one episode or, you know, like there were a couple of times when one, like I couldn't make it or whatnot, but no, we've, we've been, wow.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. I thought about it, you know, like maybe doing a, you know, something technical, something that would be, you know, but it's like, nah, yeah, I need that Peter.
0: <laughs> we thought about it, but we didn't do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> there was intention. What if of your honor. So, wow a hundred episodes i don't even remember when was our first episode now
1: it, it was, was more in years. more than three years uh i can tell you podcasting blurring the lines podcast dot com
0: comes fire festival that was great <laughs> uh, episode one ransomware drop your administrative rights may thirty first twenty sixteen
1: yep that happens to be my mother's
2: birthday.
0: Sure. It's my father's birthday. <laughs>
1: what? And
0: this, listener, is why you don't use stuff like that to answer security questions.
2: Oh <laughs>
1: well, they don't know my mother's name. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know her maiden name, which is uh Jumba.
0: <laughs> and now they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't know that my mother's maiden name is Jumba, <laughs> <laughs> or that she was born at one, two, three South street. <laughs> exactly. Ay, ay, ay. So, wow. A hundred. So, well, I think congratulations are in order.
1: So good. Yeah. Good job, Peter. Virtual high five.
0: <laughs> Why did he just hit the camera and knock it over? <laughs> yeah. Well, I put a bunch of initial talking points to go in, but why don't you start?
1: Well, you said you have a college update. Uh, I have a college update for my daughter.
0: That's right. I was going to say, you've got a college update. So you go first. Yours is a little more exciting, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she's doing well. Uh, you know, this is my first child in college and uh, first experience of college since I graduated in 1997. So that's been a long time, but it has been really good. We think we made the right choice. Uh, she has not called us crying, saying she's ready to come home. So that's a good sign. She seems to be engaged with the community there, which we have encouraged her to do. And I think as a result, she's going to have a, a very good college experience. She's she's taking calculus, which is she did say is a little hard, and she's not sure where she's. You know, if she gets it right now, but she knows how to get help, so so we're pleased, and 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 my wife has stopped crying. So excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> well, you have a couple of spares for that, though, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Good for you, huh? Well, my college update is not as thrilling, but I completed my second course since going back to school. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I got an, an A in that as well. So it did. It it did include my um, my research topic on uh, ethics ethics violations Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: and um, what you know, source the source, the stuff that leads up to that kind of thing in the yoga community. Mm -hmm. Paragons of virtue such as Bikram and Patabi Joyce, (laughs) both have been you know accused of serial sexual assault and all kinds of other great things. So yeah. good on you guys. Yeah. Not even close. So, uh,
1: well, and you're the old dude in class. If you, if you're older than 30, they, they have no idea how old you are. You're just the old dude in class who ruins the, the bell curve.
0: Ruins the experience for
1: all of them. <laughs> yeah. If you hadn't got a 99, we would have, you know, and gotten a 70 like us, we would have gotten a 30 point increase. <laughs> Well, actually,
0: this is there's a, there are a lot of non traditional students. I think that's actually probably the uh, the majority are, okay. are, you know, like folks probably in my demographic. So, okay. yeah, so I'm not I'm not the old dude there, but uh, this time around, I actually got a like my lowest grade was a ninety four. I think this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like last last class, I got a ninety eight. Like one time. <laughs> and everything else was a hundred across the board. This time I had ninety eights, ninety nines, hundreds, and a ninety four, and mm-hmm. in the end it all came out to a like ninety eight point something. You know, grade. I'm like, look, it an A's and a. Just <laughs> yeah. the huh. nice thing is that the hospital they they're going to pay for it. So you know, class mm-hmm. didn't cost me anything, but. There were many a night when I thought it was costing me a lot of time, <laughs> and it felt kind of like, "Why am I doing this again? But uh-huh. you know, getting the A in the end, okay, that makes it feel a little bit a little
2: bit better.
1: Yeah, I remember back in original college, like it, it was uh you know C means continue, D means diploma as long as it's not in a core course. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, D
0: (laughs) or Diploma. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother. So, So. yeah, so we did that. So this year, I don't know, and you may be able to tell if I sound a little scratchy or a little stuffy. This uh, last couple of months, definitely I've had, um, I think it's allergies. I've heard other people complaining about it, but I'm a little sniffly. Mm-hmm. and um you know it's kind of like like feeling like i have a cold but it's just like a little bit of nasal congestion so apologies for that but i'm drinking hot tea even though it's oh well, it's only 78 right now it's been in the uh, 90s the last couple of days so you,
1: you overcast there
0: uh the sun's poking through yeah okay yeah, it's unspoken mm-hmm. through now. So, so um, anyway, yeah. So that's, that's been kind of uh, annoying, um, but you know, it's definitely not as annoying as actually having a cold. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just a little sniffle. But that's okay. So mm-hmm. but it hasn't stopped me from doing anything like my running. Mm-hmm. Um, went out, did my, uh, did five miles this morning. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So I was hitting, hit, I hit that, place where i had you know dueling priorities though so i had to choose whether i was going to do my morning meditation or my morning run and uh, i figured that since the temperature was going to be climbing throughout the rest of the day i would go for a run before it was in the 70s yeah because i can meditate in the afternoon so that'll be my plan but mm-hmm. uh, been dabbling doing mostly a slow carb diet again for the last couple of weeks Mm-hmm. And uh, this morning I weighed myself, uh, didn't eat breakfast, didn't drink too much before my run, came back, and I was just over 157 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really close to my adult all-time low. I think that's been like 154 or something.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So
0: so that's why I got the, the, you know, you can't see if you're not looking at the video, but I have my weight bench sitting there now in sight of my desk. Mm -hmm. So I can sit at my weight weight bench and, like, if I'm watching a webinar or I'm on a conference call and I can do weights and stuff. So bulk up a little bit, a little lean muscle, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm 75 pounds heavier than you. (laughs) Yeah, but you're also at least two inches taller. (laughs) Yeah, at least two. (laughs) All right. Mm-hmm. do you ever so do you ever have days when when you go to the gym and you i mean you didn't you didn't eat poorly you, you know what i 'm saying like you you had hamburgers and a beer and french fries and all kinds of terrible things for your body you know the night before you go to the gym and then you wouldn't expect yourself to have a great performance
0: right you'd expect mediocre
1: yeah you'd expect mediocre, mediocre. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll go to the gym on like Monday morning, I've had a restful weekend, I've eaten fairly clean and I've got nothing. Like as far as like, I can't, I have no endurance, I have no whatever. And then, you know, today, no explanation. I had spaghetti for dinner last night. I mean, I didn't get a long night of sleep. It's it's Friday, you know, so I'm more tired today than I than I should have been on Monday, and I killed it today at the gym. Like I just, you know, I just had more in the tank. It's like, why, you know? I mean, I traveled on Wednesday. I got up at three a.m. and did a, you know, twelve. You know, flew to Michigan, came back in the same day. You know, so like, about things like uh, your sleep
0: the night before.
1: I don't think it was any better. I mean, it just wasn't I mean, I went to bed last night at ten o'clock and got up at four. So I'm levels. I mean, no caffeine. I mean, I don't drink any caffeine um starting at six PM right. the night before I have zero caffeine until yep. after I work out.
0: I've actually been trying to do even less than that. Like I'm drinking a cup of black tea right now, but mm-hmm. that's relatively minor compared to like a full cup of black coffee Mm -hmm. but i'm doing my best to avoid caffeine even after noon nowadays Mm -hmm. and um i hadn't been sleeping too well recently so i went back to taking a little diphenhydramine at night you know Mm -hmm. for uh to help me sleep and uh i'm usually going to bed now a little early i'll go to bed at like around nine yeah but I still end up sleeping for sometimes, you know, like nine or 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Tells me I need the sleep. You know, I've got to catch up a little bit. So I'm like, all right, I'll just see what I can do. So I've been trying to, again, tweak my my sleep and make sure that I'm getting enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, paying a little more attention to the diet and, of course, exercise. So I, mean, I think it's it paying off.
1: You know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, the – The Friday workouts are a buddy workout. So you alternate, you do yours. I mean, and you're, you're working out for, you know, depending on how fast you are at what you're doing, you may be doing it for a minute and a half, and then you may rest for a minute and a half while your buddy does their half. Right. Fridays, I'm more motivated. I am a little bit more motivated because I've got somebody who is immediately my partner. Yes and I don't wanna let them down. And yep. then to a degree, I almost wanna push them a little bit. So yep. I don't know, maybe it's the mental state more yeah, so.
0: Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes a big difference for me. Like even I'll notice like when I'm running. So sometimes I'll go for a mile or more and I don't see anybody else on the trail. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I see somebody else, you know, anywhere else, I usually kick it up just a little, you know, even if <laughs> So, yeah, you know, but if I run with somebody or particularly if someone's coming along the same way, if I overtake somebody mm-hmm. or if somebody comes up behind me and starts to overtake me, I always try to give a little extra. So there's, <laughs> That's something, it. you know, I think there's definitely something that we're wired for, for competition in some way, along mm-hmm. probably driving some of that.
2: <laughs>
0: so what did you do? What was your, what was your Friday day that you're so proud of here?
1: So so I yeah I've got so this weekend what there or this Friday was uh, two hero workouts put back to back. Uh, Batman or yeah yeah, no just uh, they call them hero wads for these people for certain reasons and I like this weekend or this Friday was Mary Cindy and D T and I actually don't know why their hero wads um, workout of the day not wad of paper
0: (laughs) yeah you take a picture you draw your favorite superhero then you crumble it up into a wad
1: (laughs) yeah this is the superman wad (laughs) but yeah so we had the choice of either doing mary or cindy and then doing dt so i chose uh cindy because
0: you have a choice of doing mary or i'm not
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the workout. You you had a choice of three. You, you, you could either do the Mary hero workout or the Cindy hero workout plus DT. So you had to do one or the other. Okay. And there, uh, Mary is harder than Cindy in that it's got five handstand push-ups, 10 pistols, and 15 pull-ups. That's one round. And handstand push-up obvious what that is. A pistol is a one-legged squat.
0: I know those. I am and, not able to do them on my right knee. I haven't tried for a while, but I can yeah. do them to a degree on my left, but mm-hmm. uh, my right knee has always been my bad one, but I haven't really tried since I've been running more, so maybe I could.
1: Yeah, I don't mind doing them. I, I feel more comfortable if I have a box under me, just in case that knee gives out or a little bit, then I can... Bump on something, yep
0: um,
1: but yeah, yeah, I don't like to do the pistols either either, and then fifteen pull ups which are pretty hard, so I did Cindy, which was five pull ups, ten push ups, and fifteen air squats. If my shoulder were fine, I would have done Mary, but my shoulder's still a little bit injured right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then after that, after you so you you do that, so I like I did. I did Cindy. So I did five pull-ups, 10 push ups, 15 air squats. And then my partner, Joe did the same thing. And I rest while he's doing that. As soon as he gets done with that, then I did uh, with 95 pounds, 12 deadlifts, nine hang power cleans, and six push jerks. Last time I did it, I did 115. But so we did that and then he does it. And then we, we rotate back and forth and we have 24 minutes to do that. So it's a 24 minute workout really you're only doing half of that we got five rounds well we got five and a half rounds done which was hauling because uh, last time i did it i only had four so i got a whole extra round in so so that was pretty good cool i said i felt really good today and i got done i was winded but recovered pretty quickly and covered in sweat. I need to wear a headband or something. I feel like
0: I. <laughs> like the eighties.
2: <80s>? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I need an eighties headband to keep the sweat out of my eyes. So, I mean, it's so bad though. I mean, it's just pouring. And then of course, once you get so much sweat in your eyes, then you start crying. So I'm sweating and crying. I mean, you know, the involuntary, you know, when you have salt in your eyes, they water. <laughs>
2: so So,
0: sorry didn't mean to interrupt
1: yeah no that's all I've got and that was you know within like I said 24 minutes we got five and a half rounds so I was very pleased today
0: so I have a question okay Uh, totally different topic now switching to a little more technical stuff okay Um, online versus traditional payment methods Uh uh-huh Either checks or credit cards or cash. Okay. Right. Now, obviously you can't do cash online and I'm not going to go into cryptocurrency. Yeah. But credit cards or debit cards and ACH transfers. Okay. Now, if I recall correctly, you require ACH payments from all your clients? I do. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. For all your managed services customers, right? Right. Recurring online billing and stuff. So um, I don't for mine, but I'm moving towards like, uh, we don't, um, you know, so we do some managed services, but we don't ACH them, but we're moving it so that we're wanting, we want to take all electronic payments Mm -hmm. and get out of the business of waiting for, oh, the checks in the mail and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because number one, that can be a BS answer, you know, when you don't have, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the other is that every now and then things do get lost in the mail. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's any question that online payment by, uh, you know, a payment processor, even if you have to manually do it, it's not really any more or less convenient Right. than writing a check. I think it's more convenient than writing a paper check for sure. Yeah. Even if you're printing it out of an off, you know, a bookkeeping system. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know some people think it's easier if they're using their online bill pay system. Like if they log into their bank, they can say pay it. And they think that, well, I just did an online payment, mm-hmm. but Usually when you do an online bill pay, you're, you're online, yes, but it's generating a paper check, which then goes in the mail. Right. right. Which defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to get away from, which mm-hmm. is collecting, you know, payments exclusively electronically. So sometimes there's resistance from people um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, we've never done it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's fear of the internet, Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people are like, "Well, I don't trust another you know company with my information." Right. I'm curious, how do you overcome those objections?
1: Okay, so, and it's interesting that you say that because <laughs> I've recently had this conversation. Uh, but but one of the things that I have done, and I have noticed, I've got uh, three or four vendors that treat me this way as well. I was doing it first though, just to be clear, um, is that I send my clients an invoice five days before that it's due. And that gives them time to review the invoice. In my case, it's gonna be very similar to the month before because we're just basing it on a count, how many computers they have. And unless they bought a new computer this month, it should be exactly the same as last month. Uh, so they can look at the invoice and if they have a dispute, then they can notify my billing department and my billing department can rectify it before the five days comes up and it automatically drafts after five days. So they have time to review it or they have time to stop it. Um, and it go, it does go automatically. Now I've had some pushback um, you know, when I explain to them the portal and the two-factor authentication, and, you know, I can't just draw money out of your account. I mean, there there is some, I can put a charge against their account. I mean, once you give somebody your ACH, that is true. You could do it, but they get notification on any charges to their account, and they could just go into the same portal and cancel it. So it takes, in some cases, it takes me five to seven business days to actually receive the money from the time the ACH is approved. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's because my clearing is slow or or I just think that that's the way the process goes because it's through different banks. It seems like some banks, some of my clients' banks take longer for me to receive their money Mm -hmm. than others do.
0: So well, I think what's going on there is they're just holding on to the money a little longer to make more, you know, float on it.
1: The the bank, you mean?
0: Whoever, wherever it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's how ACH transfers. That's how they make the money. It's on float, right? So the mm-hmm. money, you know this, I'm sure. I'm you know, but for
1: others,
0: yeah. if you don't, like.
1: Yeah, that is frustrating because I will, uh, you know. As a side, I will transfer money from myself to myself for say my check, my business checking account money comes in there, but then I need to move it to savings accounts or other accounts to pay whatever. And I will move it. And there will be a period where that money is nowhere. It's not in the original account right. and it has not deposited into
0: the, <laughs> the of is somewhere. They just don't want to tell you.
1: Uh, but so back to your original question, I spend a lot of time educating and and if I have a big enough deal, if I have a client who insists that they are not going to pay with ACH, they don't trust this interweb net thing that, <laughs> that they're going to send a check, um, if it's a big enough deal to me, then I will do it, you know, provided... Okay, if you're going to do it this way, this is the way we're going to have to conduct business. It has to be in my office on the first. If not, there's going to be a service charge, and you know we'll make. I'm going to I'm going to charge you more for processing with the mm-hmm. check. Yep. Uh, and generally, generally they they will agree to that. And if they are man, there are some people that I just don't want to do business with because they're not ever going to have a good relationship with us because of how contrarian they are like these things.
0: And that's a bit of a red flag right off the bat, is it not? Yeah. It tells you right off the bat if if they're going to be dragging their heels and, and making excuses as to why they can't possibly pay on time effectively. Yeah. That's (laughs) That's definitely, <laughs> in my experience, that
1: uh, that doesn't go well. Yeah, you probably don't want to do business with them because, you know, like I said, do all the practical things to keep your th- your stuff secure because so- somebody can steal the check out of the mail. If I have a check, bingo, I can. Okay, here's the account number. Here's the routing number. I know this is a checking account. It came on a check. Uh-huh. I know the bank. I know the person's name. I can look up the address. Okay, I can submit this for ACH. <laughs> yeah. Or you can just cash the check. Now, for
0: in my experience, <laughs> knock on wood, um, other than people stupidly following instructions and initiating wire or ACH transfers, I have never come across... Uh, any of my clients or direct, you know, people that I interact with, having money stolen via ACH transfers. Now I've had people get fake bills and pay mm-hmm. them. You know, I've yeah. worked in CEO scams where that certainly happens. But that's you know, Sue, you know, Sue supposedly sends Bob uh, an email saying you need to pay this bill, and Bob's like okay, and gives the the routing number, and boom, transfers get made. Yeah. Never happened in you know directly in, in any systems that I've been uh, interact, interactive with directly. But I've had plenty of cases of check fraud. Really? Where, like, checks just get lost. Yeah. They don't show up, and then suddenly they get cashed. Hmm. How'd that <laughs> happen? Right? Um, so, you know, we had that uh, happen. Um, let's see. It happened... Uh, when one of my rental properties, no, sorry. One of the properties where I was, um, uh, a trustee on um, the condo mm-hmm. association, the you know guy hadn't been paying his condo fees. And I was like, Hey, you know, we still are waiting. It's been two months. He's like, no, I, I paid it. The check was cashed. I'm like, by who? <laughs> and the name on it, you know, he sent me a picture of the canceled check. I was like, yeah, that's not us. We didn't deposit it, dude. You got ripped off. <laughs> so that happens. So I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, some people think that they're more, you know, secure doing old school, you know, paper.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't think that's the case. My, my experience, my personal experience certainly has not shown that to be the case.
1: Well, you know, and the other, so talking about paying with a check too. So banks offer the ability to pay anybody via online banking. Uh, If they're, if they're not able to deposit their money, then they send a physical check. Okay. So I had a shared office space in Nashville Mm -hmm. and I always had my, uh, I always had my check set up to automatically send them money. Well, for whatever reason, they didn't have ACH, direct ACH set up with my bank. So my bank sent them a check. Well, there are multi-tenants. It was a multi-tenant office so there are multi-tenants and it would always come from from my bank but here's the thing if there were other people sending money to that office because it's a multi-tenant office they would put multiple checks in the same envelope
0: same thing happens to me i got (laughs) checks um i most recently because i'm the trustee of a condo again I received both a check written to me. Well, ironically, it was from me as well because Mm -hmm. I I was paying my own condo dues by check. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also got a reimbursement check that I cut myself from Paradigm. Mm -hmm. They came from the same bank and they both came there. But you know, like these are two separate legal entities. Yeah. Right. And um, when I had a roommate a couple of years ago one time, I received a check from a client as payment, and mm-hmm. I also um, received my. Oh wait a minute! That's what even happened. I received his rent check and his rent payment check from his tenants because his name uh-huh. is the same as mine. Yeah. So in one box, in one envelope, I open it up and I've got a check, you know, from him. I've got a check from a client and I've got
1: a check issued to
0: him <laughs> because the <laughs> addresses were the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not secure at all. No. Well, and they lost my payment at at least twice. I, I think maybe three times. And what happened is my check went to another tenant in the building instead of them. Yeah. It, and I'm like, you can't do that. I mean,
2: who, who sure said that? We
1: yeah. Well, and you know, unfortunately, it wasn't a lot of money. And after the first time it happened, you know, they said, well, you haven't paid your payment. Here's your late fee. I said, no, you need to go find it because that check is in your building somewhere.
2: Yep.
1: And, you know, and, and I get, I get that the onus is on me to pay. And I have trusted that service to my bank and my bank failed. I, I really can't hold the, the building as responsible for hunting down and finding my check, even though part of me wanted to, you know, I'm like, go find my check. Well, I don't, I'm not really entitled to make you go hunt down the money that I sent you, you know, that my... The service that I was provided was poor, so the service that you got was poor, too. (laughs) Bingo. Yeah.
0: Yes, it was. (laughs) It was poor. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, yeah, anyway, so this came up um, because a couple of um, tenants – sorry, a couple – well, so we wanted to – I wanted to set up now that I'm a trustee of yet another condo and I'm trying to, it's great. I get out, stop, stop being a condo trustee on one and immediately step up as trustee on another, which
1: you've got volunteer issues.
0: I do. (laughs) Uh, or control freak issues, you know, like (laughs) you guys are doing it wrong. Anyway. Um, So I said that, you know, I would and I would do the, um, you know, help with the bookkeeping and stuff, but I was not going to be in the business of tracking down checks and depositing, you know, going to the bank and physically depositing them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I said I wanted to do all electronic payments and everybody nodded and thought that this was a great idea. Mm So my bank uses uh, a service called Zelle. For this, Zelle. okay, it's 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 like Venmo, you know, same idea, person to person. Um, in fact, I don't honestly know the difference between it and Venmo. You know, I don't know <laughs> how how it's it's the same idea. Um, only it's not as widely supported. Well, f- supposedly certain small businesses can also receive money by Zelle. So I asked, well, um, you know, can we do that? And my bank said, yes, you can. I said, great. Yeah. So then uh, I got um, access to our online banking and then I said, great, how can I set up payments by Zelle? And they said, oh, you can't do that. It's only for person-to-person payments. (laughs) I said, you bastards. (laughs) (laughs) So I have for years now used a system called Cozy. It's Mm -hmm. Cozy.co for landlord and rent payments hmm. So I set up an account as a landlord and I, you know, tell my tenants, this is how I want you to pay the rent. And they're like, okay. So it's the same setup. You can choose to pay by credit card if you want. They mm-hmm. charge 2.75% to the payer, not to the landlord. So if the renter wants to do it, they charge them a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do ACH and it's free. And they usually float the money for about a week or so, you know, so yeah. that's like making their money. So I said, well, what's stopping me from using that service as a condo, you know, homeowners association. Mm -hmm. So I set up a landlord in the name of my condo. And then I set myself up as a renter account and put it through. And it's like, sure, you can do that. No problem. So I told a couple of, you know, I told the other trustees about this. And one of them was concerned. She's like, oh, we don't, you know, we were hoping to use Zelle because we don't want to give our information to another company. I was like can yeah, but <laughs> Dell is another company. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's so it's like uh I mean I do I confess I use Zen uh I use Venmo, Square, Cozy, um those three and uh, I don't know if there's any others and I definitely pay some bills by ACH transfers on.
2: stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um but I'm just not aware of any downside of doing that. I, I don't know anybody who's gotten, you know, completely bitten or anything by doing so.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can think of uh, is, you know, what what the person was, you know, afraid of, of, you know, the same credit card being out there on multiple sites, but I mean, that's always a fear, don't, I mean, Anytime you buy from any vendor online, yeah. anywhere, they've got it. Even if you buy from Amazon, <laughs>
0: right? Well, and that's the funny thing too is my father has um, an Amex, uh, sorry, an Amazon uh, Chase Amazon card because mm-hmm. I buy stuff on Amazon. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna buy on Amazon, use this Amazon card and get rewards, you know, get extra money back. And he's barely used it at all. And it came up uh, last month with a fraudulent charge. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. He's, he said he only used it at a couple of places, one of them being his dentist. And the rest <laughs> is Amazon. And that's it. He claims that it's just he uses it at Amazon and he used it once at his dentist. Mm-hmm. And the charge was from a town about half hour away from his place at a bakery. and i just thought like i mean i don't know to me it seems like if he if he got if it got lifted somewhere that it probably happened at the dentist's office
1: yeah if that's the only place he physically used it
0: but to then turn around and take it and you know buy like 30 or 18 dollars of baked goods is that really, yeah.
1: you know? They just weren't a smart crook. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> criminals yeah. often are not. <laughs> so, well, well, maybe, you know, maybe they were testing the skim to see if. Uh, but usually when you test that, usually you do like a
0: dollar at a gas station.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, so, maybe they were a, a hungry skimmer.
0: <laughs> good good, good. at <laughs> all. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny, but to that end. And the other thing that concerned me is, um, a while ago, my father, um, uh, you know, he has an account on, uh, an online banking service, uh, you know, a uh, stock brokerage where he and my mom's retirement account is. And, um, they also have online access to, uh, their credit union where they do all their banking and, I was concerned one time a couple of months ago, I logged into his online brokerage and a couple of his accounts were missing. They they weren't there. And it turns out that he had just unlinked them. Okay. You know, they weren't aggregating and showing up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was just like, dad, did you remove something? No, no, I didn't change anything. I'm like, (laughs) "Uh Sure. (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, so I went through and added them back in, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the last time I was there, now I think I mentioned on the show a while ago, um, a month or two ago, I, rather than trying to upgrade my dad's ancient um, system from Windows 7 to Windows 10, I migrated him over to an Ubuntu desktop system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <coughs> so um so you know generally i sleep a little bit better there you know knowing he's a little more secure against things like malware and viruses and spyware Mm -hmm. but it's not he's not proof against social engineering and phishing right and i'm very concerned that my dad might fall for something like that and he's on ebay he's on paypal and i was just like uh so the last time I was there I noticed I opened up uh, you know the Chrome Chromium browser and I tried to do a search for something like you know and it came back with some kind of not Google as his search engine mhm and I looked and I was like what the heck is this? It was some something transit something or other and I was yeah. like, what is this and it went into settings and sure enough, your searches are being handled by blah, like, like hell they are. You know? <laughs> and I don't know, I didn't have time to go into, you know, do the forensics to see where he went to make this happen, but it got mm-hmm. me really nervous. Yeah, and I was just like, dad, I don't want you logging into Ameritrade anymore, because I'm scared that, you know, their life savings one day is going to be just vanished, Right. Like, you know, due to a scammer, because I'm afraid he's not going to be able to tell the difference. So I set him up with an account on Mint.com,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and just like with anything you're going to do, like ACH transfers or whatnot, um, Mint.com, you you know you have to give them some kind of connection credentials, and what you know one way to do it is um, you can generate uh, like it depends on the the site, but you could generate an API key and plug that into Mint. But mm-hmm. usually what they do is they do like an OAuth type authentication where it's like, okay, we want you to log in. It pops up a, you know, uh, say if, if you have an American Express card, for instance, it pops up another window. It redirects you to American Express to log in. Right. And American Express tells the sending site, yes, that really is Nick Nicolaitis. And here's the, you know, the, the information that you were requesting. But even those can be tricky, you know, if you don't know what you're doing and you're on a shady website, yeah. you know, it says that you're going to Amex.com, but maybe it's Amex.com.ru or you know, <laughs> something like that. So you want to be careful with that kind of stuff. So that said, I went through and I set him up. And so I put his, um, you know, his brokerage account, his credit union account, and his credit cards in there because he's not logging in to sell stocks. He's Mm -hmm. not logging in to pay bills online. He just wants to know, how did the market do? How's our holdings? And I I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable giving Mint the authorization to pull his brokerage info than having him actually logging in live to the (laughs) brokerage account.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what we need to, we need to, I mean, I know that I've seen uh, like old people computers you know, that are great big with, you know, big keyboards or whatever. He's got the big keyboards. He's got the big keyboards. Big yellow keyboards. (laughs) But he needs something where, you know, the computers where at the end of the day, it's a read-only computer, you know, like a virtual desktop. When you log out of it, it goes back to whatever defaults it was. And the next time you open it up, all your browser defaults are the same. All the everything is the same. Yeah. And
0: you could do that. You could boot off of a live CD,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, just, or, or, you know, read only uh you know, thumb drive or some such you could, there's mm-hmm. nothing stopping you from setting that up. And of course there's all kinds of programs like deep freeze or whatnot to emulate that behavior on windows. Yeah. But you know, could definitely do that. The The trick is every time, you know, then he has to remember how to get to Gmail yeah. uh, to type his password <laughs> and you know, which is it's like you know it's it's way more secure not not all that convenient but it's way more secure yeah <laughs> so anyway speaking of security of course I have you know remote access to his computer yeah so I'm looking now and seeing that yep yeah, okay good he's using the, the credit cards like I told him um, <laughs> I don't remember if I talked about this I think I mentioned it on the uh, the show a couple of months ago when I read the book I will teach you to be rich. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah because i talked with you about you know whether i wanted to use a uh, managed brokerage service or right. just stick it in an index fund and call it mm-hmm. a day. <clears throat> well i asked my father you know like what are you how are you paying your bills and stuff and he was like cash you know his old carries <laughs> cash around all the time and i was like oh no. <laughs> so you know i'm just looking now at you know how much money he spends i, I I didn't realize he was spending this much, you know, money. But you know, there's there's a lot of money going through, and I'm just doing quick math. Like, he's gonna be getting back a decent amount of cash, you know, <laughs> for for just using his freaking credit card. Like, this is great. This is this is why I wanted you to do this. You know, get your rewards points because you don't get rewarded for paying cash.
2: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> so anyway so yeah. on that note when i after i read the book one of the things i did do is plunk down the significant uh annual fee for the chase sapphire rewards card okay so i've had it for a few months now and it's a 400 and i think 450 and fifty dollar annual fee okay normally i would look at that and i'm like are you kidding no way yeah not going to do that. Why would I do that? Right. Um, well, the reason I did it is first off every year you get $300 in travel credits back. Okay. That includes for me, um, parking meters. Okay. And my easy pass, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, toll payment thing. Um, it includes hotels Uh, plane tickets Mm
2: -hmm.
0: all of which I used so you know within the first month I, I happened to be you know taking a trip to Chicago for business last month so as soon as I booked the hotel boom done but I had used up a lot, you know, like I was noticing on my statements like, oh, I paid $3 for this parking meter, $3 credit. Oh, I paid $2.50, you know, for this parking meter, $2.50 credit. Nice. Okay, So that's kind of cool being able to see real rewards there. Um, Plus it's, you know, various sliding scale, 3% back here, there and the other and whatnot. Um, So there's that, but it also has really good extended warranty coverage on things. So my next phone, my next, um, you know, Mac, whatever I buy, I'm not going to bother with Apple Care because okay. I'm going to have an extra year from the card itself. And okay. I generally don't keep phones more than two years anyway. So there you go. On the,
2: um, the, the
1: Peter Nicolaitis two-year tech plan, tech refresh tech plan.
0: plan. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it also uh, includes, and I didn't know this when I got it, it includes roadside assistance. Mm-hmm so I can drop AAA next year. That's okay. another, think, like 85 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm at $385 right there. Um, they've got, you know, the standard stuff on these premium cards, concier- concierge services, um, uh, the insurance is good, travel insurance. So there's just, you know, a lot of bonuses for doing this. So, cool. you know, I, I never really thought about it. I was like, why would I pay that much? But I also took it an extra step and I upgraded my free American Express card Mm
2: -hmm. to
0: their uh, Platinum card or Blue Cash Rewards. I forget which it is. Um, But the reason I did is the Amex card has a $95 annual fee. But among other things, it gives you 6% back on groceries. Huh. I eat a lot. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's <laughs> right. <laughs> So I did the math and you know really quickly it made perfect sense to do this. Now I have to actually I want to make a little spreadsheet that's gonna show exactly, you know, show the trend line and at what point does it make sense to have just one of these cards versus both or whatnot. Right. There would be a time, you know, there is a there's gonna be an intersection depending on how much money you're spending on one versus the other. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I had also looked at a bunch of these articles like, oh, here's how to pick the best credit card you can do this and if you use this one you know the uh, rotating months you can use this for that use this one when you dine out and use that one i was like this is way too confusing (laughs) so the amex card i never carry it with me and Mm -hmm. i never use it for anything other than groceries Mm -hmm. so 99 percent of the time when i pay for groceries it's by apple pay on my watch (laughs) my amex card is set as my default on apple pay for my watch
2: uh-huh.
0: So I don't have to remember it. I just like boom, you know, I'm going to go Apple Pay. If I happen to be anywhere else and I invoke the Apple Pay, I look at it and I'm like, "Okay, I don't want that. I swipe once and I use the Chase card." And I also made the Chase card my default for Apple Pay on my phone. Mm-hmm. So if I'm actually doing it, you know, that so that that and that's worked out really well for me. Um, I also have the Amazon Chase Rewards card. And I only use that now at Amazon mm-hmm. because I get five percent back on those. So I don't carry that around. I don't even—I don't even think I have it hooked, hooked up for for Apple Pay because maybe I do, but you know, I just don't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's my new strategy now. And um, so far, it's it seems to be working out pretty well.
1: Cool. So I can just imagine this. I mean, we need to you know like book you and do a webinar. You need to put on a British accent and talk. Uh, <laughs> no, you get your <laughs> Apple Pay for your Amex, and you know how can we hack the system? <laughs> hack the system. So, well, that's hack, what I'm doing. You know, I'm trying to hack, hack the system. Let's so, hack the bank. The banking life hack the banking system. Life well, hack the banks. So there yeah. you go. Well, and you know, most people don't ever figure that out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's or, just or, it. Or they I mean, outsmart themselves.
0: My dad's retired, you know, and he's been running around paying cash all the time. And he was resistant. He didn't want to do it. Mm. And then he even told me uh, recently, though, he said, you know, I got to tell you, it's it's so much of a relief. I don't have to worry. Do I have enough cash on me? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> good. I'm so happy, you know. So. Uh, Yeah, you got to, you know, and these little things, you know, little, oh, and that's the other thing too is, uh, you know, I have have some cash kicking around in a high yield, you know, savings account and American Express also. And they were nice enough to let me know that my rate is going down from 2.1% to 1.9%, but it's still (laughs) highly competitive. So, yeah, well, I'll put that back in the stock market.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to put that 0.2% to work.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So I think I sort of hijacked then and I made this the main topic of the show (laughs) because we've been going on for almost an hour now. I just realized, so I think (laughs) we'll just kick my proposed main topic to next week. Um, But I had another fun little thing I wanted to touch on and you saw this as well. Um, I was watching uh, the The Boys Mm -hmm. series on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And I was not aware that it was an actual comic book.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. I, I, I am surprised that you were surprised that it yeah. was a comic book because I mean, between the two of us, I'm like, well, surely I, you know, I'm going to mention to Peter, the boys, and it's a comic book. And he's going to say, duh. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> <a> comic right <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, I did not know that. Um, I had never seen it. I don't know what publisher made it. Um,
1: It's It's a fairly new comic book. And I think I want to say that I saw that it started like in 2006 or 2009. So you were really busy from then on. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I don't look a lot, you know, a lot. Well, I don't, I I don't remember the last time I purchased a physical comic book. It's been a long time. Um, But uh, I'm curious to see if it's on, um, on Hoopla. I wonder if they have their
1: comic book, the boys. So if you believe Wikipedia, uh, it started in 2000, October, 2006 and concluded in November, 2012 with only 72 issues. So it was a really small,
0: it was like a bi-monthly publication.
1: Though. Yeah. It said it's a written by Garth, Garth yeah. Ennis or Ennis, however you pronounce that. Okay. And, um, Published by Wildstorm before moving to Dynamite Entertainment.
0: Okay, so uh, Wildstorm. So that was well, that was DC then. DC bought Wildstorm, and that used to be what Image or whatnot. Yeah. So okay, so if it was DC Wild, but, and I'm I'm correct on that, right? DC bought Wildstorm. Isn't that what I'm
1: thinking? I don't know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Wildstorm was Image, um, and that was. So that explains why they can have these blatant Superman and Wonder Woman ripoffs. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wonder that myself. <laughs> now, it, which is not to say other publishers haven't done that, right? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I don't remember if we've talked about it on the show, but like early on, you know, there was Captain Marvel, aka now known as Shazam. uh you know who was a a very blatant superman ripoff. although superman then they went on to rip off captain marvel for many purposes too so they kind of (laughs) borrowed from each other Uh eventually they both ended up as property of dc comics Mm -hmm. Uh, there was uh, in the marvel universe they have this alternate world it's not the mainstream spider-man world but it's an alternate universe Mm -hmm. where there's another guy who's known as hyperion and he's Mm -hmm. blatant Superman, you know, ripoff, if if you will. Um, But then uh, in the Wildstorm uh, universe, there were a couple of more. There was, uh, well, Supreme was a guy, another, you know, blatant Superman ripoff, and and they had others in Image and stuff. So that makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, the basic premise is that um, there is a Justice League equivalent. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, um, they're not good people. Mm-mm. And
1: know? it's commercialized.
0: It is completely commercialized. Now, if you, <laughs> if you don't like comics, I'm sorry, you may as well just, you can conclude this episode about five minutes ago. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll wrap it
1: well, I don't think that I mean, that's not really a spoiler. That's revealed in the immediate opening of the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So that's not a spoiler.
0: Right. Yeah. No, but, but what I was going to say is oh, if okay. you like comics, um a, a consistent thread of both, you know, across DC and Marvel and back in the day Wildstorm and Image and stuff is parallel parallel worlds or parallel universes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And in DC comics, for instance, there, I think there's like 52 different parallel universes. Oh, okay. And so back in the day, when I was a kid, there was Earth, you know, Earth one and Earth two. <laughs> and Earth two had, uh, well, it was like perpetually locked in World War II for ah. decades afterwards. And that was where there wasn't a Justice League of America, but there was a Justice Society of America. Oh, nice! And then uh, it turns out that there were a few more parallel Earths over time, and in the eighties, they fused them all together in the first of these series called the Crisis. <laughs> so, uh, so, so they had the, the you know the concept of parallel universes. Now, in the current mm-hmm. writing, one of the Earth—I don't know—it may even be Earth two at this point. Um, there's no Justice League, but there's the I think it's the the Crime Syndicate. Uh, you know, it's like in Justice League essentially. Oh, nice! Um, <laughs> Superman is known as Ultraman. Um, you know, Wonder Woman is uh, is Superwoman, I believe. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern is Power Ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and, and they're all a bunch of criminals, and they rule the world as criminals. Uh It's not, you know, it's not, they're not pretending to be heroes. They are like, you know, no, you report to me, you bow down to me, slave. Mm -hmm. So the boys is somewhat in between those. Yeah. They are putting on a show and heroes, the the Superman equivalent named Homelander, uh, you know, they all put on a show of being heroes. And as you said, it's totally commercialized. Mm Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, I looked at it and I said, "Yeah, it's more you know quote unquote realistic real yeah
1: it's that's more realistic, yeah if,
0: if we had superheroes, super powered individuals running around, this is probably exactly what would happen hmm so uh yeah, but I mean that's it i liked it i mean you you raised you know a little concern it it can be pretty graphic
1: um, yeah it's it's definitely know. not a kid's i w- i mean I didn't want m- my fifteen year old daughter watching it because it's it's got a lot of uh adult topics that that can't that shouldn't be dealt you just
2: yeah. I, I didn't want to
1: have those conversations of with my daughter <laughs>
2: you know, it's like yeah
1: this is, a, this is not a kid's show nope. and uh you know there's a lot there's a lot of adult content that has to be taken as an adult who can parse that information
0: yep <laughs> so so yeah well, anyway, that's um, that. that, that I, I watched it. I really liked it. I mean, I thought it was really well done. Yes, it is. It, it can be a little, you know, scary, <laughs> a little, little, nasty at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but uh, also scary thinking about, like, you know, if there really were Superman and Batman and you know Wonder Woman or whatnot, and they were all bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. Know if that's a world I'd want to be living in. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and to a degree, there was a lot of um, it was it was a little deeper than a regular. Well, I don't know. I guess comics can be deep, but it mm-hmm. was deeper as far as their motivations and why they were flawed in certain ways and why they did certain things. And, and I guess that is comic, and or that is. Mm -hmm. part of other comic you know their character flaws uh in why they react the way that they do
0: right they i mean i think you know there are definitely i don't i don't know i'm trying to think were were any of them what you would call you know just like completely rotten evil to the core
1: no you know i mean we've talked about this before most evil is not evil evil it's gray it's like yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and these guys definitely. I mean, they're definitely d- to the darker
1: shades of gray. Darker, yeah, darker no. shades of gray. They had a tendency to do bad things before they did good things, but yep. sometimes it was mixed, yep. mixed motivations,
0: and completely unapologetic. Yeah. So, but but you know, I don't know. They they in the end, I would say no. They definitely are completely. E- they certainly are evil. Yeah. even if they're not 100% evil, you know, but, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty bad.
1: (laughs) What's the, uh, what's the, the, the character, uh, the Leonard McCoy in the new star Ah. Trek, that actor, what's his name? Uh, Uh, I forget. I, yeah. Great. Uh, what? Look it up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. DeForest Kelly. Is that his name?
0: Carl Urban. Carl,
1: yes, and so he, so he has a, uh, he has a, I guess he's, I'm not sure if he's British or Scottish or Irish, uh, but you know he cusses the whole time, and, <laughs> yeah. and his his language his language is horrible. He's but, actually he's actually from New Zealand. New, yeah, he's from New Zealand, but his accent in the in the boys, I think he's playing a yeah playing a Brit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if he, it, it sound a lot of the things sounded Brit. In uh, especially the the cussing because most of that was typical British cussing, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought he did a great job of of that character of really getting into that character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. And I I like him as an actor, uh, just in general. <laughs> so, but. Yep.
0: No, it was it was good. I mean, and of course, he sounds totally different than you know Leonard McCoy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I wondered if, if if the first episode, I was like, I wonder if he can hold this thick accent th- through the whole series, or if it will back off.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, I think it turned out pretty well. I, I liked it, and yeah. um, so it was it was entertaining. And apparently, yeah, season two is coming
1: yeah well i i knew there had to be uh you know and and i I don't want to say the spoiler thing that i said to you in our in our text about it you know but well i mean i guess it's not really a spoiler i i never could completely dislike homelander i wanted (laughs) to i wanted to dislike him you know but I couldn't all the way do it. It's kind of like Jamie Lannister in game of Thrones. You wanted to dislike him. He's a bad guy, but you couldn't completely do it. At least in the books. I didn't, I didn't watch the the game yeah. of Thrones series, but in well,
0: the... if you, if you thought that the boys was a little too graphic, you're not going to like game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't have any plans of, of watching game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, well, I just I, I mean, what how many seasons did they go? 6, 6, 7? 6 or 7, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and each one of them has 13 and that's, you know, that's so many hours that I'm not willing to commit to a series on, you know. Yeah. You know, what was funny is so the, we went to Mexico this year. Yeah, well, I go to Mexico this year. But one of the uh one of the I mean, this guy was on the trip with us and he's older than me. He's he's retired and so he was on the plane and he thought he would watch the TV on the, on the airplane. And he picked up game of Thrones and started yeah. watching it season one game of Thrones. So I'm, I'm sitting back here like three rows behind him. And you know, of course I'm, I'm in charge of the trip and I'm, I'm watching him starting to watch game of Thrones and I was waiting. It never got to a point where he was embarrassed you know, because it, it, he just started it and then decided to stop watching it. <laughs> but, uh, but I was like, I gave him a hard time. I told him, I can't believe you're on a mission trip watching porn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it was HBO, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not porn. It's HBO.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but, on that note, <laughs> I think we should probably wrap things up because this has been a good hundredth episode
1: yeah yeah and we've got lots more to talk about next week
0: well that's that's usually the case Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: so so next week will be a little more tech heavy again in case that's what you were hoping for this uh, episode dear listener so yeah and um, and i I think just i thank everybody again um who's been listening to our show for a hundred episodes if if there is anyone who has listened
1: to... Uh, or or fewer. 100 or fewer episodes. 100 or fewer. You've wasted 100 hours of your life for sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or you've been entertained in your car.
0: <laughs> Bingo. So
1: uh-huh. oh, cool. You want to take us out? Yep. Yes. So we do want your feedback. If you have anything you'd like to discuss with us or a particular topic you'd like us to cover that would be interesting, you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a contact us form. It'll send a message to Peter and me, and we'll, be, uh, we'll chat back with you, you know, except if you're, you know, solicitor. Then, then we'll let it go.
0: <laughs> then we'll make fun of you, anonymize your email, and read it aloud on the, uh, on the show.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> and with that... I guess it's time to hit the big red button. <laughs> 100th
0: time. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.